demon cat. Catchy. There are hundreds, perhaps thousands, of types and breeds of cat which share this world with us. Among all these many natural types and breeds of feline, however, there are those from the world of the supernatural, which have particularly wicked and evil ways. The Catchy, Cat Sith Scottish Gaelic, is one such has become a part of Celtic mythology, which is said to look like a large black cat with a white spot on its chest, that and mainly haunts rocky high ground. Although the greater number of legends associated with these creatures are to be found within the tales of Scottish folklore, there are a few stories that occur within the folklore archives of Ireland. It is customary within Irish folklore that such creatures as these are considered as demons, or witches' familiars, that adopt the disguise of a cat to gain easy entry into human residences. And, once inside the homes of mortals, they can spy on all that happens and, thereby, bring about a range of terrible events. The idea of the catchy, fairy cat, may have been originally inspired by the presence of the European wildcat in the lands of the Celts. In those days the wildcat was a much more numerous and widespread animal than it is now. Much like the wolf, it is extinct in Ireland but the memory of the large, all-black cat with a white spot prominent on its chest, still lingers. Known as the demon feline by some it was a creature never to be trusted. It was even thought capable of stealing a person's soul before it could be claimed by God, and in several areas would hold special wakes to keep the creature away from the corpse before it was buried. At these, the people would play music, and all sorts of games to distract the catchy away from the room in which the corpse lay. At the same time, no fires were lit in the room where the body lay for, it was said, the demon feline was attracted by warmth. Although never to be trusted when encountered, Legend tells that on the feast of Samhain the cat she would bless any house that left a saucer of milk out or it to drink. But for those houses that did not leave out a saucer of milk, there was only a curse as a reward, such as having the cow's milk dry up. Such things, of course, led many to believe that the cat she was a witch that could transform at will into a cat and back again nine times. It was said that should a witch choose to go back into their cat form for a ninth time, they would remain a cat for the rest of their days, and hence the tradition of the cat having nine lives. The demon feline, however, came into its own when ancient rituals for calling up the dead were practiced. From tribe to tribe these rituals varied, but generally involved torture or cruelty to animals and humans and, occasionally, included animal sacrifice. It was not unknown in some of these rituals for the bodies of cats to be roasted alive over the course of several days and nights. All these rituals were carried out to summon legions of spirits or demons in the form of black cats, with the devil at their head, to answer questions concerning the future. The following tale from Ireland, called The Fisherman's Wife, recalls an encounter with one of these demon felines and the difficulties that she faced before overcoming the demon. In the west of Ireland, there once lived a woman, whose fisherman husband was an industrious worker who also had good knowledge of the sea and knew where to find the best catches. He worked hard to ensure that his wife was always well supplied with a great variety of fish that she could clean, cure, store, and make ready for sale in the market. But, despite her husband's good fortune, this woman's life was not at all a happy one because, when the husband was out fishing, she was being constantly tormented by a huge black cat that would make its way into the house, where it would greedily devour all the best and finest fish that she had prepared for market. Finally, she decided that if she was to successfully fight off this creature, then she needed to arm herself with a large, thick stick and with it, in her hands, she would patiently await the cat's next entrance. Then, one day, unexpectedly, as she was sat in the house gossiping with another woman from the village, 
the entire house suddenly fell into great darkness and the front door of the house burst open as if blasted by a great wind. Through the open doorway and into the house the huge black monster of a cat strolled, triumphantly marching all the way up to the glowing fire. When he reached the hearth, this demon cat turned toward the two women with a grimace on its face and roared like a lion. Oh, dear God. Sure, it's the devil himself. Screamed the young girl who was sorting fish on a bench not far away. I'll teach you to call me names, woman. Snarled the huge, black cat and it leapt at the girl, scratching her arm deeply with its huge claws and caused blood to flow from the wound. A diabolical laugh echoed through the house as the cat sneered, There, now, woman. You'll hold a much more civil tongue in your head the next time a gentleman, the likes of myself, calls on you. Saying those words, which rang loudly in the young girl's ears, the demon cat jumped at the open door, slamming it closed again to prevent any of his captives from escaping. The cat deemed it vital now that the wounded young girl was crying hysterically from the fright and the pain she had been caused. Now, with this one terrifying leap, the huge black cat had cut off every possible route of escape for the women. Just as the monster slammed the front door shut, a man, who was passing by the house, was stopped in his tracks by the series of loud cries and screams that were coming from the building. Being very much concerned by the terrible cries that he heard the man rushed up to the door of the house and, using every ounce of his strength that he could muster, he tried to force it open. But the demon cat dug in its heels and, doggedly standing its ground, it refused to allow the man to enter the house and help the women. The man, however, was carrying a large, thick blackthorn stick in his hands and he began to beat down on the monster with every muscle in his body and gave the demon several great blows that told. But, the monster feline was more than a match for the man and launched itself at him with force, tearing at his face and hands so badly that the man had no choice but to take to his heels and run away as fast as he could. Now that the potential rescuer of the women had been forced to flee the scene a huge expression of joy came across the face of the demon as he hissed at his captives, Now, it's time for me to eat my dinner. Then with quick and eager steps, the cat moved toward the long bench table upon which the fish had been spread out as if they had been made ready for him to examine. I hope these fish are as good as they look, the cat sneered as it displayed its sharp, ivory-colored, teeth to the frightened women. Now, listen to me, don't even think of making any kind of a fuss, or disturbance while I am helping myself to this feast. Then, using the great strength it had in its rear legs, the demon cat pounced up onto the bench table and began to rapidly and hungrily devour all the best fish. With each fish that it gobbled down, the demon continued to stare and growl at the terrified women, who now began to fear that they too might be on his menu. Suddenly, filled with renewed courage, the fisherman's wife jumped up from her where she was seated and squealed at the monster, Get away out of this place you, black devil cat. As she squealed the woman also gave the demon several mighty blows with a set of large, brass coal tongs that would have certainly broken the back of any normal cat. In her anger and rage, the woman screamed again at the monster cat, Get away from here, damn you. You will have no feast of our fish this day. Unfazed by the woman's screams, the huge cat turned slowly to face her and grinned triumphantly as he began to tear and devour the fish, feeling none the worse for the heavy blows that the fisherman's wife had struck him. Undaunted by the failure of their efforts to chase the predator away, the two women continued attacking the demon cat with whatever instruments that they could put their hands on, striking huge blows that appeared to be hard enough to kill. Still, the huge cat continued to stare at the women contemptuously, apparently unaffected by their efforts to hurt him, and it then began to spit out fire as he made a deadly leap toward them. 
The demon's great claws and sharp teeth tore into the hands and arms of the women until their blood began to run freely from the wounds caused, and the women made their last-ditch effort, screaming in their terror, to rush out of the building to freedom. Within a very few minutes of leaving the building, the fisherman's wife sought out a bottle of holy water and with this, in her hands, she moved back into the building to confront the great demon. Tentatively, the woman peeked into the house through the open door and saw that the huge cat was still totally engaged in devouring the fish that had been laid out upon the bench table. So, with great stealth, the fisherman's wife quietly crept over to the place where her enemy stood and, without making a sound, she opened the bottle of holy water and threw the contents all over the unsuspecting demon cat. In an instant a dense black cloud of smoke filled the entire room, covering everything until the only object that could be seen in the darkness was the demon's glowing red eyes, which burned bright like the coals in a fire. Then, as the thick smoke gradually began to clear away, the fisherman's wife saw the huge cat as it was burning slowly until it finally became like a shriveled, black cinder and disappeared. It was a gratifying sight but, from that moment onward, the fish catch would remain untouched by the demon and safe from further destruction. The power of the evil one was finally broken and the fearsome demon feline was never to be seen again. Now that we have reached the end of this tale, it is time to consider the long-held tradition which warns us about the very vengeful tendencies shown by all cats, and that we should make every effort to ensure that we never do anything to offend these animals. What can happen if we fail to abide by these warnings is demonstrated in the following story, which is alleged to be true- the story tells us that there was once a fine lady of quality, who had a habit of lifting her cat into her arms and to feed it from the food on her own table during dinner. She would select tasty morsels from the plate and give them to the cat with her own hands. One evening, however, the lady decided that she would give a special dinner party for her friends. On such an occasion the lady did not feel it was appropriate for her pet to be fed from the table around which her friends would be seated. The food was served, and the needs and expectations of the cat were completely ignored, while she was rebuffed on several occasions when she approached her mistress. The cat was greatly angered by the treatment it had received and she moved into a dark corner of the room, where it lay silently sulking and planning how it might get revenge for being treated so abysmally. It awaited its opportunity, which arrived after the lady had gone to her bed for the night. The vengeful cat crept silently out from its hiding place and, making its way to the mistress' bedroom, sprang at the sleeping woman's bared throat. The cat bit deep into the flesh and created a wound that was so severe that within a week the poor woman became gravely sick and eventually died from virulent blood poisoning. There is a long-standing tradition, which says that there is a power that resides within the blood of a black cat which is to be held in the highest esteem by those persons who are proficient in the making the cures of ancient times. It is such as these that know the true power of the black cat's blood can only be unleashed when it is mixed with magical charms, thereby providing relief to suffering people through ancient potions that cure even the worst of diseases. Those wise people who prepare these magical charms and potions will tell you that three drops of blood from a black cat are more than enough to gain the desired effect. The custom among the fairy doctors and wise women is that they gather this blood by nipping off a small piece of a cat's tail. But it is my opinion that untrained persons would be better leaving such tasks to the experts because cats can become evil demons and will seek to take a terrible vengeance upon anyone who offends them.